Oh, okay. Just never worry. Okay. All right. So this is the part that's going to go like before, um, before my song and music, the amazing music that you made for me. This is the part that goes before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not really trying to tell you how to do your job. I'm just trying to tell you how to do your job. Okay. <laughs> I need a countdown. <laughs> And then three, two. Oh wait, I gotta find my first. <laughs> One more time. It was on the wrong, the, on the wrong script. I text myself a million scripts a day. Okay, go. And then three, two, one. Hi, my friend. I'm Miranda Joyner, your favorite brand strategist, and I am so glad you joined me again. Welcome to A Lot Alike, the podcast created for entrepreneurs to connect, share, and grow. And today's episode is all about sharing. Now look, before I tell you about it, I want to let you know one thing first. A Lot Alike is recorded at MWB Studios in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. If you're interested in taking your creative audio or video project to the next level, or even beyond the next level, reach out and see what the content creators at MWB Studios have to offer. Visit mwb.com forward slash studios. Now look. I want to share with you an interview that I did recently. I want to give you a little insight about my brand and my journey. And I was going to do it on my own. You know, I was going to do a whole episode by myself telling you my story. But I did this interview with this guy named Keon Gibson. Really good friend of mine. Really cool guy. He was doing this series on his Instagram called The Merge. And what we did was so much better. So I want to get right to it. And let's get into this really good music, my intro, that was done by my really good friend, Fifth Child Music. Let's get to this episode. Hey, Miranda J here, your favorite brand strategist. I'm here for you, the entrepreneur and creative. I want to help you clear the clutter in your brain and build a brand you love. Let's take your dreams from a hobby to an actual business. Welcome to A Lot of Like, the podcast. So yeah, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, this is Miranda Joyner. Uh, she's a close friend of mine. I keep her in the circle. And uh, she's a brand strategist. She's a speaker. She's spoken at TED Talks and so many other events. And uh, to, to give you guys some insight on what she does, she helps people just bring out the story of their brand, um, help their brand go to the next level. Uh, some of her clients have been seen on um, uh, uh, Essence Festivals and uh, Comedy Central and True TV. And uh, she's worked with over like 150 people, right? And and like the crazy thing about it is her her networking piece is just so big. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, and I'm just so proud. And I'm def- and I've been one of her clients as well. So I'll be sharing my personal experience too. And so I guess uh, what has led like like how did you get up to this point of even hosting a TED talk? Like, what's your story? Sure, sure. So the great question. Um, when I so let's let's go back to uh, my childhood, really brief mm-hmm. transition. Uh, yeah. Growing up in a household, single parent household, my mother was a teacher for 33 mm-hmm. years with Jackson Public Schools here in Mississippi, and she worked two jobs and went to school. Like yes. she worked two jobs and went to school and was really just a hard worker, which is really where I got that from. My grandmother, who I lived with as well, with my mom, she worked at a plant for 22 years before she the plant closed down. And so right. I never really saw what an entrepreneurial life looked like. 
You know, I just yeah. do people work. You go to work. You do the thing. You do the thing. You go to right. school. You get the, you, where are you going to college? What you doing after <laughs> high school, right? right? And so I did the thing that I thought I was supposed to do. But all the while, I kind of felt like I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. I knew I loved people. I knew I had a passion for people. I knew I loved helping people, but I didn't know the thing. And so many people there, like, and I would always be envious of people around me who coming up out the womb knew, oh, I've been playing basketball since I was right, three. Right. Yeah, for real? <laughs> <laughs> Word? Somebody, yeah. what? what is my thing? So I was really navigating through life, trying to look for purpose, but still always feeling unsettled working for other people. Mm. Got along with people well, could always do a job, always kept a job. I've been working constantly pretty much since I was 16 years old, um, yes. but always desired to work for myself, but was scared too. also. Yeah. Fast forward, I went to college, did the thing um, and got in my 30s because I'm in my 30s, right? Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> I'm up there <laughs> and got into my 30s and um, I started doing radio fresh out of college. I'll say that. So I don't want to skip that part. So I did radio starting in 2003. And mm -hmm. off and on, uh, I've worked in radio for, you know, combined over 13 or 15 years or so, uh, off and on. And during that stint towards the end where this last go round, I started an open mic and started working with creatives and entrepreneurs. And it was in that moment where I really started to develop this, um, this drawing in of people who would come to me and ask for advice about how to do certain things in the industry, whether it was how they were showing up on stage or how, and I think just being in radio so long, you see so many things. And for me, the picture was always clear. It was always yeah. like, well, yeah, just do this. Well, why aren't yeah. you doing this or shape it? And I, I enjoyed it so much. Also, too, it's very important to understand that a part of my personality has always been analyzing people. Like, yes. it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. Like, I read energy and I read people and I'm always trying to put the puzzle together and figure out why they function like they function, why they mm. think like they think. And yeah. so why has always been a very big part of my life, my whole life. When people want to crucify people for doing um, criminal things or things that are harsh, I would always ask it to myself because I don't want people to jump on me. But because when you ask questions about people who do wrong things, people think that you're sympathizing or agreeing right. with it so you get crucified. But I, was, I always ask myself, why did they do it? Like, what got them there? Yeah. Like, no, why did good. it happen? What was the, could it have been prevented? You know? Yeah. So... After I started working with people uh, and people were coming to me, I started working with uh, a talent and I helped them to build their career. And what happened during that process was when I started helping her to build her career, it things happened and progressed so quickly. I enjoyed it and I loved it. But then I said to myself uh, two things. I said, one, I'm good at this. Like, wow, this is great. I love this. And then two, I think I want to do this for more people. I don't feel fulfilled doing this for one person. Yeah. And so I had to make the hard decision to leave something that was a seemingly good situation to uh, do this for myself. And uh, 2018, I just started working for myself. I just took wow. a leap and, you know, I made that that's decision amazing. to jump out there. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so good. And I think the, the most exciting part of that story is the fact that you jump. A lot of people are afraid, are afraid to take that first leap of, you know, faith or like 100%, like, you know, I'm stepping away from my job. It's that steady every two week income and doing this 100 percent. And that's and I think the fuel to that, what I'm hearing from your story is your passion. And that's just one of the things that people don't realize is like your passion can be uh, it can be like the, the fuel to your fire on just like getting your brand out or just creating something, getting that idea into a reality. 
And so, uh, yeah, that's that's what people miss out on. I'm glad that you said that. It's so important. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think when you sometimes when people just pick and pull careers out of nowhere, this is where the lack of fulfillment comes in. And what happens, especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, it's one thing to pick a career and you work for other people um, and you can always leave that. But when you try to dive into a career on your own as an entrepreneur and you're just picking something and your motivation is less about purpose and connection to who you are, who you're destined and authentically designed to be in this world, because we all have a footprint. We all have a purpose. We all have something that we can give to people through a product or service. And there's the key there. The key is not getting so hung up on how you're delivering it, but to figure out what are you created in this earth to give people through this product or service. Wow. Because ultimately that's what brand is. It's yeah. how you make people feel through a product and service. So what is it that you naturally do for people? And then what can you use as your vehicle to do that for people? Right. So that's kind of yeah. how you pick the thing. But when you randomly choose something because your motive might be about making money and you're quick scheming or you're trying to hustle right. that word hustle. Right. Yeah. You're trying to hustle um, when entrepreneurship gets hard when the struggle is real, when it hits you that, oh, this is a real, this ain't just something cute to say I'm a boss bae to, <laughs> to use as a hashtag on your yeah. on your stories and in your in your bio. Right. When it's real and you want to quit. What makes you stay is that passion. What makes you mm. stay is connection to purpose. What makes yes. you keep pushing is what you do for people. Mm. That's what keeps you fueled. It's not about just picking something random as a quick scheme or a way to make money. Wow. And I mean, I know for me, I've made some decisions based off of financial reasons and based off of passion reasons. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the the passions or the, the dreams that have had more longevity has been the more dreams that came from like the passion side of things. Uh, and I don't know why. It's like yeah. the things that I wanted like success from as far as like money and stuff, it did okay. But the the heavy foundationalized, I guess, uh, uh, just core dreams or, you know, brands that I created or came up with just have more substance to it because it came from my heart. So that's that's really good what you're saying. So do you yeah. implement that with with your like uh, services that you provide to other people as well? Yeah, so absolutely. So what happened was I quit my job September the 22nd, I believe. Yeah, September 22nd of 2018. Mm -hmm. And in November of 2018, I launched officially my business as a, a brand strategist. Mm -hmm. And when I launched, honestly, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, I, Now, realistically, when I quit my job, I had been doing this on the side for so many years i didn't just yeah. cold turkey decide let me go figure it out i had been doing this work for about four to five years at that point you know kind of wow. on the side it's like a side hustle you know right um right. and when i went out and said okay i'm gonna do this full time i was like okay so how am i gonna do this am i going to be let me just be a brand coach I, well i said coach i said life coach and then yeah. i realized i need to get niched in it and i was like well, what do people come to me for what do i enjoy doing what brings me yeah. the most joy what do i love doing how do I make my the people in my life? How do I make my friends' lives better? What yeah. do I enjoy doing? Oh, I, I enjoy helping people build their career and really shifting right. their thought process. Right. So I started working with people and I started letting them come to me. Well, mm -hmm. Keon, what happened was in the first few sessions, I kept discovering that as I listened to people because I would just sit and listen. Right. I would ask this series of questions and I would listen. And what kicked in was my gifts. Like, right? 
Yeah. My gifts kicked in and I didn't even realize they were going to kick in. So the gift of Miranda, this is where you analyze people. This is where you take them and you listen to what they're saying, connect the dots and then tell them what you see. Oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you these questions. Okay. What do you care about (laughs) doing? What do you want to do? Who inspired you? And I would ask these series of random questions that people are like, I just want to help with my brand. I need numbers. Like what are we talking about? Why are we talking about these things? Because Mm. it matters. You need to understand your why. You need to understand your purpose. Your brand needs to have a voice that is unique to you. And I realized that I kept connecting people to purpose. Mm. I kept, I kept connecting people to purpose. So here I was at 37, unsure of my own purpose, really figuring it out. And my purpose was connecting people to purpose. Wow. And I was like, Oh, is this how this works? Yeah. (laughs) And so that's what I discovered when I started doing the work. I started it, it. The pieces started coming together, but I had to move my feet. I could not have predicted prior to starting that that's what this would have turned into. And so essentially in the work, we take them from purpose and connection to elevator pitch, to understanding their story, um, how to really break down their business to strategy. Mm -hmm. So you get it all. You get the connection, the authentic messaging, the unique positioning that's only unique to you. Right. And then, and I say only, but in the sense to where it's your story connection. right? Right. And then, you know, the, the breakdown of your business, the texture, the feel, the intangible and the tangible, the logistic. And then we get right. to strategy, how to apply that in the marketing. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And so uh, to dive in a little bit more into that, you were talking about, um, I guess, like doing it as a, a side hustle. But then, of course, you're full time now. So yeah. um, from the perspectives of, of like creativity and someone trying to start something or do it full time, um, what would you say um, is the most difficult piece as far as like strategies that you've seen from one that is uh, trying to remain, you know, uh, doing it like uh, part time, but versus like doing it full time? Do you see what I'm saying? So it's it just so quick. So is the question, what is the difficulty in shifting from a part time to a full time? Like what's the, the hardest thing or the mistakes that people? Yeah. Make? Yeah. So, yeah. What's the hardest thing from shifting that? So what have you what have been some difficulty that you've just seen over the years that people struggle mm-hmm. with that i think it's just probably the most difficult thing for people is uh letting go right and trusting the process um and i say that because the reality is everyone isn't in a position to where they can jump from full-time to i mean from part-time to full-time and it would be i think a bit irresp- irresponsible of me to be like just trust it let it go just do it <laughs> yeah yeah, because I don't know everyone's situation, right? Everyone's situation is very unique. I had created the situation for myself where I had multiple streams of income. Mm. So the shift for me, and, and even with me having a few multiple streams, they weren't like busting multiple streams. I wasn't right. like calling, like I wasn't <laughs> ones in the club. But yeah, yeah, it was enough for me to say, okay, I think I can do this. But even in that, I was still fearful of is this going to work because you hit the nail on the head like stability is so important to me to be able to have some type of stability it's a need for me as a person to be financially stable to be financially secure and so um and and i'm a single parent i have a whole kid who is about to be 15 in may so it's not just me so you know and other people have other responsibilities So to answer your question, I think the hardest thing about shifting is really trusting the process and doing the work of creating a plan. 
Because if you can create the plan and the strategy and say, okay, this is what I'm going to plan to do. I'm going to build this, to have the patience to build it. You know what I mean? To, To see it through. I think so many times a lot of people are looking for that instant turn, that instant gratification, that click. Yeah. Something happens on social. I, I go viral. Yeah. Everybody buying my T-shirt. Ah, this happened. Right. <laughs> Everybody's downloading my podcast. No, sometimes <laughs> it's a trickle. Like it's yeah. just like drip, drip. Like people yeah. consider me to be popular. My podcast is out there, and in a month, I probably have it right around a little over hundred downloads. And to me, yeah. that's great. Other right. people might be looking like, man, you, it should be booming. And I'm like, that's great because right. for me, I can build on that. And I think it's a mindset shift that people have to have about things happening quickly and instantly. And I think people really need to understand that before things are going to just happen overnight and instantly that you need to have a plan and then to trust the scaling of your business, right? Mm -hmm. To trust that when you don't see a, a, a quick flow, that that doesn't mean that there's not progression happening, that that doesn't mean that people aren't paying attention, that it doesn't mean that, because the reality is you could put your business out there next month. There are people who have been watching me and will watch you for eight to nine months. I think like I think the span is six to nine months before people have decided to work with you. Wow. So if you think that as soon as you put it out there that everyone is gonna jump all over it, that's not true. You have to gain that trust. Yeah. The span of people watching you on average before they decide to hit that book with you, work with you, buy from you button. If you've been doing your job, building trust, building connection, putting out there, being clear about what service you offer, what need you meet for people. If you've been clear, that range is about six to nine months before somebody Uh says, okay, I'm gonna work with you. Yeah. So there are people that are clicking on and booking with me in these last two weeks that have been watching me since last year. (laughs) Wow. So it's a matter of trusting that and not looking for that instant gratification. I think that is probably one of the harder things for people is yeah. to let it grow. Wow. That's, that's great feedback on that. And then uh, like when you were talking about people having a plan, what would you say, could you give like just your top three, I guess, uh, daily plans or weekly plans on how you, you know, scale out your business or how di- different I guess, uh, different ways on how like you're executing your brand on a day-to-day basis or month-to-month basis. Sure. So for me personally, with my own brand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, at this point, um, so if, if you're in the, the world, you, you've heard of the thing of, I'm, I'm a big believer in connection to audience. It's what I talk about yes. all the time. Um, and for me, I don't want to skip steps because I don't want to, because I'm tempted to tell you what I do and then yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll neglect the fact that you might not understand what I did prior to make me get to these this place I'm in now. Because I'm really in a place of a groove. I'm in a little bit of a groove when it comes to my social media. I'm in a little bit of a groove of the way that I flow for my own purpose, how I feel yeah. like it's my groove, you know? Right. Um, but I'll tell you, when it comes to the scaling of my business right now, it's about, one, um, getting people to know me, to like me, and to trust me. Right. So that's kind of how I navigate when it comes to my marketing strategy. It's getting people to know me, to like me and to trust me. So that's how I move and operate through my social media. I post things so that people can be very clear about what I offer and what I do. And then I post things to make people like me that have nothing to do with my business so they can connect with me and know me as a person, because that's really what makes people choose me over another person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the connection, like, I like her. Oh, she said something that I relate to that. Oh, okay. She's silly right. just like me. Oh, you deal with anxiety too. Oh, okay. I see it. I can Your relate personality. to personality. Hmm? 
part of it. And then the third part is trust is I put out information and I sell into people and I talk about this uh, enough on my social in different ways, in different ways that people know, oh, she know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, she gave me this for free. You gave me yeah. this tip and I don't, I hadn't signed up and work with you. And mm -hmm. oh, well, thank you. Wow. Yeah. And then the spirit of reciprocity kicks in. And then when I do ask for them to sign up for my workshop, I do ask for them to do something. They feel like they owe me something because I've given them so much, right? Mm. So it's like, you know, <laughs> jab, jab, punch, you know? It's yeah. like give, give, okay, ask, yeah. you know? Um, so that is the strategy there. As far as the trajectory of my business goes, uh, I'm, I'm in a space of trying to grow. So I'm looking mm. for growth and scaling. I'm looking to expand the things that I do um, to do more speaking. So right now I'm focused on being, um, like you said, I'm trying to make it to the TEDx talk, but yeah. not just, not just for the notoriety of saying I do the TEDx, just because I really enjoy helping shift the way people think and see things. Mm -hmm. So really for me, it's finding that messaging that can take me to places to where I can be in front of more audiences, shifting the way that they show up in their business, helping people to navigate. Yeah. I really have such a desire to help, especially African-American entrepreneurs, because we tend to get, as, as we can see, even looking at what's happening in this world right now with COVID-19, we just tend to always get the crappy part of the stick. Yeah. And we don't get as many resources as our, our counter, you know, the other entrepreneurs in the other fields. It just sometimes we just seem to get such a bad uh, you know, stick, but it's not the excuse to not keep working because there is right. a lot out there for us. It's not right. all doom and gloom, <laughs> Yeah. but I really do want to help people to shift and to understand how to show up in their business. So it's about getting in front of people, keeping up with my strategy and doing more projects to build on my resume. So I just, you just got me off of some really good news. I just had submitted for a project and literally minutes before I came on, we got the wow. message that we got approved for a super dope project. Come uh, on, everybody clap it up. Come <laughs> on, congratulations on that. Come on. Those are kind of my tears right now, uh, you know, building um, that I'm working on, you know, in my business. And it's so interesting because I haven't even told you like the pillars in my business, but that's yeah. how entrepreneurship is. It's like I have the plan of things. My Those are like my long, my big term goals to move right. towards those things. But when you think about the structure of my business, I have those pillars too as well. So I think that answered your question though. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, it was, it, and it was even more like you added to that, which I really appreciated. And I know for me, like when I did my, you know, my first session with you, um, I loved how, like you said before earlier, you were talking about you start off with, you know, your why, your purpose and everything that, that we think is behind us, but really it's like around us and it's still, yeah. you know, in our hearts. And that leads up to our why and our purpose. And it allows us to sit down and say, okay, how can I find a strategy? How can I fit this with what I'm trying to do? And uh, yeah, I've been able to implement that a lot into my different brands and all of the stuff that I do. So I just want to say your methods work. And uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, say that again, like for everyone that's watching me right now, because like, it's so important as a creative, like on my end, that I learned the basics on, you know, having a plan, having a strategy and to build up for that longevity, because I would love to work, you know, full time, you know, as a creator and stuff. But it definitely takes determination and a mindset to, you know, shift my mind and say, OK, if I want to do that, it's some different things I'm going to have to execute along the way. And so for uh, what, what do you recommend, like some resources on how do you like on how to stay on task, um, like any apps or 
is there any websites you use to stay on task or plan? Sure. So uh, for me, um, staying on task. So I am, uh, I have, I love to do lists, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> planning out your week and your day is very essential in getting into routine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, th- those are two different things. So I'll start with the routine part of it. So mm-hmm. first of all, I think if I had to give the first thing to help me stay on task, is creating a routine for yourself especially if you are an entrepreneur and you have things that you want to do is getting into the habit of every day saying this is what i'm gonna do here this is what i'm gonna do there i'm gonna do these things and while you you might not always hit it the routine still needs to be there in order for you to go back to that blueprint that blueprint and that structure to say okay i'm gonna try again tomorrow i didn't quite get it but i know at this time or around this time i should be doing this so creating routines with your week and getting into the habit of that um, also, um, the other thing is to-do lists, um, creating, a, planning out your week, not just your day, but planning out your right. week, right? So on Sundays, I say, I, l- I look at my calendar and I say, okay, these are the things that I have going. And when I can look over my week, instead of just waking up day by day, I can say, oh, okay, on Wednesday, I'm supposed to be doing this, Thursday, I'm supposed to be doing that. In my mind, after so many times of you doing this, you start to fit in and say, oh, well, I'm probably do a live and talk about this on there. I'll probably do yeah. this. I'll have time to do that. And so then you're able to kind of schedule out through the week content. You're able to schedule out so many other things that you might be struggling with. You might think, oh, on Tuesday, I'm doing this. You know, I'm going out and I'm doing this. Well, right now, nobody's going anywhere. But on Tuesday, <laughs> this day is something. And you could think, oh, okay, well, on this day, I'm going to talk about in my business this in this way because I can save that for Thursday, right? right? So if you do that in advance, it kind of alleviates some of that anxiety. I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have routines that I put in place that help me with mindset. And mm-hmm. I think mindset is really essential to being able to maintain the consistency of those things, right? So the planning and the routine, your mindset, first of all, has to be in a space to where you can say you can tackle it. And there are things you can do to help shift your mindset and to train your brain to get into the habits because this thing is a muscle and it does essentially what we tell it to do, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I think that is probably some of the things that I do. Some of the tools that I use, um, (laughs) don't talk about me. So two things I have, I have one called, uh, there's a thing called a minimalist. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. It's, it's an app called Minimalist. And you mm-hmm. can make these lists um, on it. It's super simple. It's a super simple app. I'm going to tell you what I love so much about it is that as I do tasks, I can hit the little slash and it'll cross mm-hmm. it out with the little line. Listen, yeah. that gives me so much dopamine to cross things out <laughs> on an app yeah. and see that little line go through it and it disappears off the thing. I'm like, yes, I'm killing my day right now, right? Yeah. And then also you can click on it and it'll tell you, it'll start a timer and telling you you're working on it. And so it's a really cool app that I use to kind of make lists. Um, I brained up in that thing as well. Um, I also brained up in Evernote. Um, I use Evernote often. And Evernote is one of those things that's really cool that um, I can log on to it from my computer. I can log on to it from my phone. So if anything ever happened to my phone, all my thoughts and things that I have, any ideas, any creative processes, anything that I put there, if my phone got dropped in the, the ocean, I could yeah. go to my computer and log on and all my stuff would still be there. Um, I do use Evernote to help with productivity. And then of course I have systems in place when it comes to my business and I could go on and on about that. But you know, if you want to yeah. ask me about something specific, I can tell you, but, yeah. but as far as like day to day tasks, those are the things. Is it something else? Yeah, and so I'm I'm glad you hit on that business piece because as entrepreneurs, people are looking for like business 
I guess, booking resources and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I guess uh, at what point would you say is the best time to jump into having that online, uh, I guess, book now services rather than that, you know, coming from that, the, the mouth, the word of mouth service mm -hmm. to like that booking now online service? Yeah. As soon as you start seeing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just do it. Like, as soon as you start seeing people, um, don't stay and don't get complacent with the word of mouth and with saying, I'm just going to do this like a mom and pops. Don't run your business like a mom and pop shop. Like nothing's wrong with them. I mean, they feel, you know, it's like we go to them for comfort, yeah. but don't run your business <laughs> like that. If you want people to take you seriously, if you want to turn around and say, I'm going to increase my pricing, right? This is the thing that people do. They'd be like, you're going to pay me my work. Well, you have to show up in a way to make yeah. people want to pay you your work. Right. Yeah. Because people don't pay for your service. They pay for the brand. Yeah. They don't pay for your. I can I can pick anybody to do a service. I'm yeah. going to put my money where the brand is the fanciest. People buy these iPhones. Not mm. because it's the most amazing phone on the planet. Yeah. It's because Apple does an amazing job of making us feel like we are elite. We are better. We are superior. You yeah. know why we go around and we fuss and we make Android people. F I had a whole text thread this morning uh -huh. of, of about three or four, three other of my friends going in on my guy, my homeboy who is an Android. He came for us about this new phone in a group text and all of us iPhone users start going in on him. Right. You know why we feel like we're better than him with his green bubble? What? Because Apple told us we were in their branding and yeah. their marketing in the way that they show up. It's not because mm -hmm. we're really better, but yeah. we solely feel like we are right. And so I think that's the thing. People pay for brands. And so I said, I go on that rant to tell you that people at the end of the day, they pay for the brand. They pay for what you provide, your professionalism, how you show up and their connection to you. And so if you really want to be taken seriously, you really want people to pay you your work then you have to match that. And yeah. I remember, I don't know if you were at the, a lot of like where the Keith stamps said something that was like gold. He, he, he talked about the difference between people wanting you to pay them you for their self-work and then as opposed to paying you for the work and the value that they're bringing with the business they do like if you're yeah. talking about self-work you know okay but you can't confuse your self-worth with oh i'm worth a million dollars because god told me i'm an apple of his eye and you should pay <laughs> me that work as opposed yeah. to the work that you bring in the value you bring with your product or your service and yeah. so you just really have to be very careful about that um definitely did i answer that question i know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, I even I was even thinking about from my own personal like journey uh, on just how just, you know, I've just stayed in my lane. And even though Google says um, uh, for like, for example, I've Googled like how much should I charge for a wedding, for photography or videography? And it gives you a price. But I'm like, they're my friends or the people that I'm you know trying to get. Are they really going to pay for that price when I, you know, just started this company a couple months ago? Yeah. You know, are they, you know, because they're looking at my work. They're looking at, hey, has he ever done a wedding before or has he ever worked with, you know, a particular brand before? And I, I have more uh, clients in the brand aspect, but as far as weddings, I don't. So, you know, just that I guess that behind the scenes uh, evidence, you know, uh, me showing up for uh, what my work speaks for, you know, so yeah. to speak. And so you I think that's so important that people are realistic with their prices. Uh, I was talking to a couple of friends um, a couple of years ago. And they were talking about uh, wanting to start a, a, a computer company, a tech company or mm -hmm. something like that and providing mm -hmm. services. And uh, it, it was literally like 
their prices were like in the thousands and thousands. So I was just like, I personally wouldn't like book you guys because it's so expensive. Yeah. But it, go, it just goes back to that sense of being relatable and knowing what your audience um, can afford, especially the yeah. people that are around you and your target audience. And so I, the delivery of that is so important too on how you deliver your product. Um, is it worth the value that you're trying to price it at? And so as a brand strategist, how important is that eye appealing, I guess, uh, marketing with like, you know, having uh, top quality photos and your social media looking good and everything like that? Yeah, it's extremely important. I, I'm going to talk on that, but I also want to go back to what you said. And you hit the nail on the head when you said knowing who your client is, because if those guys came out and they had the product and they wanted to charge all that money, they absolutely could. And where people mess up yep. is, is that. If they want to charge that and they have the product to back it up, that's one thing. But then you have to create your marketing to reach the people that have the coins to pay that. So you have yes. to know who your audience is by the product you serve, right? Mm. So they wouldn't sell it to people like you because you wouldn't be their ideal person. Now, right. if they come out and they're talking to you and then that's the price, that's, that's what people miss it. They mismatch their yes. price with their target, like you said. You have to yep. be very clear. If you want to come out with those prices, then you need to pitch to the people that are paying those prices. And you need to have a language that speaks only to them because mm -hmm. we ain't going to pay them prices. Right. <laughs> right. So you, when I see the price, I say, oh, you're not talking to me. <laughs> First thing I say, oh, this is not for me. This is for the big, the big dogs. I'm going to move out the way and let them buy from yeah. you guys. Okay, so the question was uh, for you, it was about the appeal, the appeal and how important yeah. is the look of, of your social. Um, it's extremely important. It is brand is, uh, again, it's how you make people feel through your products and services. Um, and so it's about the thing that you do for people. And then basically brand is about you figuring out why you do what you do and how you want people to feel. And then it's about you breathing that into everything else that you do. Right. Mm, it's about yes. you breathing that into the business cards, breathing that into the website. People mm -hmm. come to me and they're like, hey, let's get the website together. Let's do. But then we have to back up and say, well, what is it that you want people to take away? What are they getting from this? What do you want them to feel when they leave You know, your service? What do you want them to feel from working with you? What problem are you solving for them? What desire or need are you meeting for them? Honing in on that and then breathing that into the products and services. And if the, mm -hmm. the way your stuff looks doesn't match the way you want people to feel, then somewhere right. you're missing it. So having really clear, clean, crisp stuff, we can, I mean, we can break down Instagram, we can break down Facebook, we can talk about websites, Yo, we can talk about business, we can talk about logos. Yeah. It depends on where we go. But yes, what people see first off the rip, you got to understand that the customer journey is going to be on so many different levels. Sometimes people are going to be coming to you from word of mouth. Sometimes people are going to be coming to you because they ran on your website. Sometimes people are going to be coming to you because they found your podcast. Sometimes people, hey, I saw you on Instagram. So you want to yeah. make sure that on all these places, when they first hit their impression, you have a moment in a lot of those things to make an impression. And so it needs to be clear what you do, clear who you are, clear what needs you meet for them and clear how they can connect to you. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. And you're good. And so even uh, as you're saying that, you know, just being clear with those four topics, yeah. um, as, when they come to me and ask me, Hey, how can I make my, you know, uh, social media look sexy or just look very eye appealing and have top quality photos and stuff. Sure. I tell them like, we have to start with the basics on like what you're trying to, you know, show the world like that breathing essence on, you know, just sharing your gift. 
Um, because that just allows the journey as me as a creator uh, to be a lot more easier. So if I have somebody that says, hey, uh, you know, I'll just use McDonald's, for example, or something. Sure. Uh, yeah. If McDonald's comes to me like, hey, I have an idea that I want to, you know, put uh, bring the supersize me back. And so they say, like, yeah, I want to bring this back. And we have, uh, let's say, two months to do that. So I'm thinking, you know, to have uh, X, Y and Z planned out. And so for me, I'm like, OK, we got two months ahead ahead of us. So let's go ahead and see how we can build up a plan, you know, hire different people to, you know, act it out or, you know, so many different uh, creative ways to, you know, just draw that, uh, draw the crowd that we're looking for back to us so we can get their clientele. So, yeah, that's very important. Just having that appeal to, you know, catch people's attention because their their attention span is is, is literally is like a couple of seconds because people are constantly scrolling. And yes. uh, I know people want to dabble into ads and they get worried about that essence of, you know, social media and di different things like that. And I tell people like, yo, just start with your own profile and yes. just make sure like you're confident in that first. Then you can move on to like the more advanced ads and everything like that. Yes. Um, because like even the ads, you know, people think like just because I post the ad, people are going to watch it. But in our reality, it's the same. It's, it's really the same concept of. You know, you have to grab the, the your target audience uh, attention overall. So yes. yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So what is some? So my last question to you is like, with your services that you're providing, uh, when would you say is a good point to like start adding people to the team, or like starting to add like people to help you uh, with your dream or with your brand? So for example, like you're working you know, your business, you know, full-time right now. Uh, and at, like, what point do you add somebody else in or add, ask for help? Sure. So I, when I was increasing my workload and feeling overwhelmed by all the things that I had going on, um, that was the moment where I felt like I needed an assistant. So I went looking for an assistant. And I yep. tried having a virtual assistant that was in another state. Um, and I, I realized something about me that I need somebody right here. <laughs> I, I was not functioning well with and we got along she was such a sweetheart she is such a sweetheart and she was yeah. helpful but I wasn't utilizing her in the way that the best way it was it was on me it wasn't her it was like the relationship thing it's me not you um yeah. I realized that I needed someone here to help me to be here as part of the hectic schedule that I had I needed someone that was a little bit more aggressive and could be like Miranda get on this that could really stay on me um, and she was just so sweet and passive. And if she didn't hear from me for like a day or two and it was a task, she would just say, I was just going to wait. No, no, no. You can't wait with me. You got to, you have to, <laughs> you have yeah. to ding me over my head and be like, Miranda, remember you said, <laughs> don't forget about like, and I needed that. And, um, and so anyway, um, for me, I think the moment for you adding people to the team is the moment that you feel like you can handle it and that you understand what managing a team is like. Because even if you think you can pull people in, if you don't have the team building skills, if you don't understand how to grow a team, um, if you don't understand some of the key qualities that, that, that are important in a team, which is, you know, um, having the right people, the right talent, um, putting yeah. the right practices in place to train them in the right way. That's your job to train them. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've talked to entrepreneurs who have hired assistants and they just expect people to get it. Yeah. And then they get frustrated. They'd be like, I'm going to work on the death and see if I could just, you know, see how they hold up. And I'd be like, wait, mm -hmm. but have you taken them through? Do you have a system in place? Do you have the HR? Do you have the back stuff? Have you properly right. trained them to be successful? Have you set them up 
for success in this position. Yeah. Right? Before you try to work their work ethic <laughs> to try to test them <laughs> to hold it. You struggling yeah. to hold it together. You finna pile all this on this newbie and this is your vision, you know? Yeah. Um, so having the right, t- the people in place, people who are teachable, and then two, um, being able to train, constantly training, constantly developing. And then the third part is community, which people think that is not as important, but they're all equally important when you're thinking about building a team. And when you feel like you're in a position to where you can find the right people, vet the right people, train them constantly, you have something in place to get people acclimated to the way that you run your business. And then three, you're ready to build community. And what community is that little funny you know, piece that is where it's doing life together. It's building a relationship. It's caring about the fact that they have kids. It's caring about the fact that, you know, it's it's talking about stuff other than work with them, you know, building that community piece. That's how you get a great team. Um, And it's like lemonade, you know, like I've read this in a book, you know, I got these from a book called the, um, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, the secret of teams is the name of the book. Mm -hmm. It's a great book. And, um, and in there, they said, it's like lemonade. And that's the truth that if you, you, there are three ingredients to lemonade. Lemonade is so delicious. It's just three ingredients. If you remove any one of those ingredients, you do not have lemonade. It's over with. (laughs) It's done. You cannot pick one. Remove the water. You got lemon sugar. Remove the sugar. You have lemon water. You know what I mean? So there's no way you can fix it. And it's the same way with teams. You need the right people. You need to be have training, constant growth and training. And then community is just as important as everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And the community piece, I know for me, uh, being in the community with you, you have helped me so much with that. Just me, allow me just to add you onto my community and for you being a resource to me. So I thank you so much. And I thank you so much for, again, uh, coming on the merge and just sharing your nuggets with us. Uh, because I'm definitely going to go back and watch this again. It's definitely been been beneficial to me. And also just uh, book again, because I know we've been, I know we've been saying like over the the months, like, yo, I got to do my my second session and stuff. But after this COVID-19 is over, I definitely have to do it. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Is there anything before we head out that you want to, you know, shout out? Is it your podcast? Is there anything that you want to, you know, say? So you have the floor. Sure. Uh, if you're interested in working with me with your business or your brand, um, you know, I'm really in the vein of really connecting people to their purpose and their passion and helping them to give their brand voice that's really authentic so that they can have that boost of confidence to move in their business. Uh, ultimately, what being clear about your brand voice is, is really about connecting you to your audience so that you can make money. Um, it's about positioning yourself to where people can gravitate to you. People wonder why. I can't find my people. I help you to create that messaging and focus on the thing you need to so that you can propel your business and get that boost off. Um, You can work with me by going to my website. And if you want to have a chat, there's an option to do a call. Or if you're ready to work, we can jump right to it. Right now, during COVID-19, I have reduced my prices drastically, Um, not because I'm trying to get in and harvest on the sale, but because I genuinely care about my ideal client which is you guys who are entrepreneurs out here unsure about the direction, out here dealing with anxiety, dealing with stress, really trying to figure out what your business is going to look like in this new norm that we're going to have to shift into. I wanted to give them one less stress to have to worry about a a price point that they might not be able to afford or even though 
you know, what the money stream is going to look like. So I decided to reduce it because I was in a position to where I could afford to reduce it. And so I reduced my price for you guys uh, during this COVID-19. So it's at a really good rate where you get three sessions for one price. Um, And if you're ready to jump on, you can do that by visiting my website, which is MirandaJoiner.com. This is very important. You spell my name with all A's, okay? It's M-A-R-A-N-D-A, no I's, J-O-I-N-E-R.com. Uh, I do have a bi- podcast and all that good jazz. It just started. It's called A Lot of Like and whatever. I'm here. Just yeah. follow me. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and also to add with that, I'll pin her uh, username to Instagram down below, Miranda Joiner. So if you go and click on that, I believe her link is MirandaJoiner.com. So it's an easy uh, two clicks. You know, you click on that and then you click on the link and you're on her website. You can book right there. So it's easy as that. And yeah, so, no, I, yeah, you're right. I, I was going to tell you, I have the link tree. So when you click on the link in uh, my bio, it's going to give you podcasts, uh, booking options, and my website, all that good jazz. You can pick. It'll just tell you. Let's go. Look, y'all go <laughs> Y'all go ahead over to MirandaJoinerPage.com and go book your session because you will definitely benefit from it. I know I have, and y'all going to love it. And uh, thank you so much, Miranda, for coming on. Y'all give it up for Miranda on today. Great. <laughs> I love this. We can do this every day. Let's talk. Let's, let's, right. I don't have nobody to talk to in my house. We can. You just. You want to queue me up tomorrow? <laughs> I got. <laughs> but look, thank you so much, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening. Happy Friday to you as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, yeah, you guys. Sure. Hey, my friend, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some motivation, some useful information that you can apply today. And I hope you get off of your behind and get some stuff done. Look, I would love to work with you one-on-one in your business. If you're interested in working with me, connecting and taking your business brand, your messaging to the next level, connect with me. Visit my website, MirandaJoiner.com, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-I-N-E-R.com. All right. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook, same thing. Inbox me if it was something that stuck out to you, something that you loved, or you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you, okay? Make sure you hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with a friend if it was helpful. Send it to them, text it to them, and, you know, make their day. I would love that, all right? I don't care what time it is, where you are, where you're listening, what you're doing, at some point, you have to go to bed. So thank you for listening. God bless you, and good night.